0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the mailbag. The drinks are flowing, the chat is red hot, and Andy Brassel is dressed very, very comfortably. Andy, how are you?
1: I'm dressed comfortably, apparently. (laughs) I'm pretty good, thank you, yourself?
0: (laughs) Cracking. Well, you're the type of chap who would say, let me slip into something a little more comfortable. (laughs) What, what about you? What are you wearing, Marcus? Shorts and t-shirt.
1: <sighs> no fun. No fun. Well, what are you wearing, Andy? I am wearing every football shirt that I own, oh, which is see. only about ten, but it's which is, quite a which hot. Is the,
0: day, which is the so... most impressive of all those ten shirts? Which one would you uh, say uh, is is the one that you think will make the listeners go, ooh?
1: Well, you mean the one I would save if the house was on fire?
0: Um, Not necessarily, because that could have sentimental value, which the listeners and I don't give a shit about. But right, wh- okay. wh- which one do you think w- you, you pick one to make the listeners go, "Ooh"?
1: I, th- you see, I think I'd go. I, I think both were the same thing. I like my turkey one that's signed um, by Fatty Turin. That's pretty good. I remember yeah, I, was, I, I was over in Istanbul interviewing him when he was hmm. the head coach of Turkey in his office and um, got along very well. And I, I knew him already because I'd, I'd done a long interview with him before. And um, at, at the end, he got his assistants come in and give him a pen. And um, he was signing this, this, this Turkey shirt. I thought, oh, that's, that's, that's nice. He's doing something for like a, a competition winner or something. And then he, like, beckons me over, sticks his arm around me, and before I know it, it's like a signing photo. We're we're, we're getting the photo done, (laughs) and it says, it says, to Andy on it. And I'm like, Really? That's pretty nice, isn't it? That is.
0: Did it, what, in English? Yeah. I I suppose that's not that hard. I mean, it's just your name and, but still, I'm impressed. I I would, if someone said to me, what's the word to in Turkish, I'd fail.
1: Uh, Well, exactly. Exactly. I, I would be able to write hello, Marcus, on your shirt in, in Turkish, but but that would be it. Did and you feel uh, that
0: he was slightly... Did he Did he sort of... Was he being a bit big time? Because someone some might say, well, I didn't ask for that fatty. But then that, <laughs> I think that's quite a nice thing to do. Do you see what I mean? It could, like, I that could be a bit of a was... power play. But then I think ultimately, whether the power play or not, I'd be very happy to receive that. So I would think it, ultimately it's a nice thing.
1: It just felt like a delightful gift, and that was yeah. it. And it. And it was and is a delightful
0: gift. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. But if it wasn't signed, you wouldn't pick that one, would you?
1: Um, I don't know what I would pick, actually.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: it, it, it might be, do you know what you said about sentimental value? I yeah. think, I think that's, that's that's quite interesting. When we recorded an episode about the match, I've, I've mentioned this story, on I think, on the continent before, Um. It was it was last year when uh, me and photographer Sam were in Istanbul as well, mm. um, doing a couple of uh, editions of The Match. And uh, Kazim Pasha, who were playing Fenerbahce, they have, I think, if not the smallest, one of the smallest press boxes in the Turkish Super League. So they said, sorry, but we can't let you in. So we thought, okay, well... Um, do it as we've we, we've done it from among the fans before and out the match and those have been some of the best yeah. ones, so we'll do that again. Um, they have this system over there, the Paso League. It's very much like what Margaret Thatcher, the milk snatcher had in mind when um, she was talking <laughs> about introducing ID cards in the late 80s. No, where yeah. you, you have to have an ID card um, and, and get your ticket credits loaded onto it, basically. basically. It's a sort of form of profiling. Now, a form of that called Passolig has been um, in operation in Turkey for well a number of years now, and um, so yeah, we we set ourselves both up with um, Paso League cards. Now, unfortunately, when we got to the ticket office, the the whole Paso League system was malfunctioning. But what they said to us is they said, well, if you spend a hundred Turkish lira in the club shop, which at the time was about just shy of a tenner, we will. Um, give you a free ticket for the game so we said great and so we both Sam and I both went in the Kazim Pasha club shop and bought and buy Deanne shirts because he'd just left for Galatasaray and there was a huge sale (laughs) rail of them (laughs) (laughs) so uh, we and actually Sam gave his to producer Charlie so Mm. me and producer Charlie are the only people in London probably with Kazim Pasha shirts
0: Oh, not the only people in London, surely.
1: Which some would argue when we eventually create our uh, Ramble 5 side team should probably be the official strip of mm. the Ramble Five-a-Side team.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. Charlie, yeah, <laughs> Charlie agrees. Yeah, emphasis on the word argument there. Well, Andy, I'd like to kick things off by asking you a question, a question from me, Marcus C. Speller. Uh, Andy, it I... It depends. I have...
1: are, you on, are you on the Discord? You are on the Discord? I am, yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose you're eligible for a question then, aren't you, really?
0: Yes, I am, so thank you very much. Okay, now I'd like to start by talking about Javi Garcia, the former Manchester City player, of course. He signed for Boavista in Portugal, which seems like a lovely little signing. Andy, are there rumours? Am I right in saying that they might be going after some veteran Portuguese players? This and it sounds like they're sort of getting the band back together. Is it? This is quite exciting. Am I right?
1: Oh, it's it's, it's so exciting, Marcus, because uh, <laughs> God. The, the other players who they're looking to sign, Bruno Alves, who of course has oh, yeah. been playing in in Parma, uh, having left Rangers, and wait for it, wait for it, Ricardo Koreshma.
0: There it is. <laughs> there it is, Andy Brassels. Fa- well, him and Memphis to pie. Your favourite players of all time?
1: Uh, uh, Quade is a few rungs above Memphis for me. Is he?
0: Bruno no, Alves is thirty-eight. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, no one would dare say that to his face, though, because he is quite a dominating man.
0: Well, no, that's his age, Andy. I mean, presumably... yeah, I know,
1: but still, but still. Well, no, but
0: actually, so, what if anyone wishes him a happy birthday on the 27th of November? Does he get angry with them or something?
1: Well, no, they'd say, if they had any sense, happy 29th birthday, Bruno.
0: Mm, he's play, been playing for Palmer for a while. It's quite impressive, a man of his yeah. age and stature.
1: Yeah, and he's 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 been pretty good in that time as as, yeah. as well. You, you you have to say, and I think a, a lot of people thought um, when he when he left Rangers um, that might have been it for him, but he's he's mm. kept going um, to a really really good degree in um, in in Serie a. and um, it was funny actually. Of course, he was part of Cristiano Ronaldo's signing day at juventus he hopped down the road from from parma he's he's, he's close to cristiano and um it, 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 was, it was very amusing it, I, I sort of uh had this sort of duo for his uh presentation day at juventus he was a bit of a moral support and uh but gets on very well with um mama ronaldo as well dolores ah, and yeah. um so Obviously, they said, "What has what has Dolores uh, said to you about um, Cristiano settling?" in? he said, "Well, uh, she said to me, um, if 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 when Parma play Juventus, you could not kick him too hard, that would be nice." <laughs> and he said, oh, "I no, can't dear. promise you. I can't promise you anything, <laughs> Donna Dolores."
0: <laughs> yeah, we can't. That's fair. He's just honest.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, 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 is, that is right. And um, yeah, I, I mean, he's still, um, he's, he's pretty solid, uh, still can pull out an absolutely mean free kick on, in, in his time as well. But um, Quaresma, I think his career is, is, is really quite extraordinary. When you bear in mind that he would be considered a flop at a couple of big clubs, really. Um, mm. you, you look at um, Barcelona when admittedly he was a, he was a bit young. Inter, it didn't really work out for him either um, and th- then Chelsea, Luis Filippo Scolari, who loved him so much that he once punched a player who put his hands on Khwarezma, um in a, in a, in a Euro <laughs> qualifier um, Scolari signed in for Chelsea and, and, and then got fired like three days later, which yeah, left Quaresma in a rather difficult position having... um. Yeah. Uh, arrived in the Premier League. He's one of the one of the weirdest Premier League tenures of, of of any top player I can really think of. Um in between, he's had a couple of really good spells um at Porto at Bajiktash, uh Latterly until the end of the season just gone. He's been at uh Kazim Pasha, um mm. who, he's, who he's just left. And um it, he produced a, a wonderful Instagram post last week where he said um all I can tell you, fans, is that I'm going to continue playing, and it will be on this planet Excellent. with a, a, a picture of him like, sat in the swimming pool and um, flexing his formidable abs. Basically, um, yeah. I, I mean, at the last World Cup, he was he was absolutely terrific. Still, 37 years old now, and yeah. um, considering that people have a, a certain view of him that he's he's flaky and unreliable, etc., 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 I think maybe people who don't watch Korozma that closely don't really know how much work goes in. I mean, sometimes his, his head hasn't been in the right place. And um, I think he needs that sense of family around him that he got both at, at Porto and Bajiktas. And um, mm-hmm. in, in other places, I think he's he's struggled with without that. And, you know, you can forget that football is even ones as talented as him, are human beings. It's, it's, you, need, you need to find the... The, the, the right conditions. Um, There's always a the comparison, of course, with Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, mm-hmm. He was never quite that driven because no one's quite that driven. But the thing is, Quaresma is still highly, highly productive. He's a little bit emotional. We'll get bookings and red cards and all the rest of it as well. Um, but I just love to watch him. I mean, he can do stuff with the ball that's absolutely in- incredible. And I've had some of my, my favourite moments Watching football have been watching him,
0: I think it's fair to say. That's nice to hear, Andy.
1: But my question to you, Marcus, if I can pose a question to you, because I'm also on the Discord, so I think I can pose a question to to you as well. I'm I'm mailbag eligible. Um, If you were getting the band back together, if it was you plus four and you had to Mm -hmm. go for Alves, Quaresma type, 35 or over active players... Yeah, Which four would you choose?
0: I'm trying to think of players of over 35. Um, well, I, I, give me some options, Andy. I can't think of anybody who's over 35. Players. Scott well, Parker, I, I can't have.
1: Okay, well, you can have Buffon in nets, couldn't you?
0: I could, yeah. That'd be, that, that, that would be a good option. Let's
1: just let's start off a 10. Let's just start yeah, off a 10.
0: Okay, let's have Buffon in goal. And then uh is is Yepesh still playing like Colombian? <laughs> well Big I think Mario, is he still playing? He's what, he's see, about forty-four now or something.
1: I would I would be if I was if I was going defense, yeah. I would think first man up, Giorgio Chiellini at 36.
0: Yeah. I mean okay. you
1: know, one, one of the most intelligent footballers and one of the toughest footballers I think mm. I've ever seen as well. And um he, he would he would be pretty amazing in your in your yep. five side yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Um Cordesma would be straight in there for me as well. Yeah,
0: you you you've got him in there.
1: Yeah, so th- that leaves me with
0: Big Glenn Murray up front.
1: One more Glenn Murray, there's one.
0: Get Glenda up there.
1: You see the thing uh, is for, I would for I would be
0: sake.
1: Uh, absolutely for Jules Breach's sake. Unfortunately, I'm not sure I could go with Glenn Murray because I would be the stone cold goal scorer in that team.
0: Ah, uh, not having Claudio Pizarro,
1: that would be the problem. Mm. Yeah, again, just retired because he would he would be an obvious one,
0: really, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Do you know who I might have in goal actually? Who would Big you Benny have? Foster, Big Benny Foster?
1: Nice, nice. I you like know, it. Buffon's
0: a bit obvious. He's not played enough football for me this season. <laughs> um, and either's Willie Caballero, I think he's over. So yeah, I'd have. I think I'd have Ben Foster.
1: I mean, you need someone to run like an absolute nutcase for you. Um, yeah. I I think one that would spring to mind, way out of left field, he was he was a legend for AFC Wimbledon, still playing at the age of forty one. He's just signed a new contract with Crawley Town. Danny Bullman, who's one right. of the hardest-running midfielders I've ever seen. And yep. I'm all over that for my team. I want someone uh, who's going to do the running for me.
0: <laughs> I so, think unf- that-
1: unfortunately, Bullman is straight in the five. Zlatan, first change, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that at, uh, having played a bit of five-a-side in London, it always helps to have some sort of big bruiser in there with you. And I'm sort of quite reluctant to the fact that I might have to do a bit of running in this team. So up front, to make sure that uh, nobody gives us any crap, big Adiak and Fenwar.
1: (laughs) Nice, nice.
0: And I will will have to do his running, but that's fine. He'll have to do my (laughs) fighting. I'll do his running. So there we go. Jobs are good.
1: (laughs) I think we've come up with a a formidable couple of five-a-side teams there. All I can say is... Watch out, goals, New And
0: Koreshma goes again. Brilliant from Ricardo Koreshma on his return for Portugal. Simply sensational, and it might be enough to take them through. Andy, in the spirit of that, I'd like to bring up a question from Cash Mannequin. Uh, who asks us this. If you had to build a Mount Rushmore of the best players you've seen in your lifetime, who would they be and how likely do you think it is you'd have to replace one of them over the course of the next 20 years? Now, perhaps that's in the in the spirit of Donald Trump subtly inquiring if uh, <laughs> Mount Rushmore, you know, maybe you could take down one of them or, or add me in there or something like that. So, subtly, you, you say. Subtly. Uh, well, I know he's about as subtle as a flamethrower, but apparently he, uh, he, he uh, was, 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 what was he doing in the news? He was tapping up the uh, the governor of the state or something like that where Mount Rushmore's in. But Andy, who, Mount Rushmore, I mean, presumably you're going to say Charisma again, much to my dismay. Um, <laughs> who who, who uh, We've got to have Paul Gascoigne in there. I know he's been a bit questionable off the field. Would we have Gaza in there? Maybe we wouldn't.
1: Yeah, I think I could understand why you'd have him on. I would have Hoddle before Gascoigne.
0: Personally. Yeah, see, I can't remember Hoddle as a player.
1: Yeah, you see, you see, he was the first English player that I saw when I started watching football. Yeah. I thought, wow. And he was so yeah. different from other English players. I mean, yeah. I guess you could say the same for, for Gaza, couldn't you?
0: Do you know what, though? The more I think about the Gaza one, the more I, whenever I just think about Gaza now i think of like what's what's he become and and what's he is and it's very very sad so yeah i think mm. maybe not gaza cuz looking up at that face in you know presumably we'd have it on like the white cliffs of dover as you come into the country <laughs> yeah, is that a Paul uh, yeah maybe not gaza then do so you'd have hoddle
1: yeah i'd i'd have Glenn hoddle on there i think i would probably have,
0: have one out Al-
1: I'd Gareth Southgate,
0: get him up there.
1: Hey, hang about! Does it all have to be? Uh, it's just because you're putting it on the White Cliffs of Dover, isn't it?
0: <laughs> well, Mount Rushmore is. You know they don't they don't have a Canadian guy in there, do they?
1: Well, look, base, basically, Marcus, I'm making it internationalist, and also, my oh. bottom line is: imagine I've just recently purchased a small oh. island off Croatia, and oh, I'm Croatia.
0: You don't um, be off Portugal. You've purchased Madeira just to piss off Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly. And then you're going to sure. put O Phenomeno in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he would be. He would be one of the ones I'd I'd get in there.
0: Yeah, okay, is, I'd uh, agree with that. The great Ronaldo's in there.
1: Yeah, and he's you know uh, uh, an all time great in any language, in mm. any context. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, the number nine, the number nine of them all.
0: Who else? Who else are you thinking? Franco Baresi, Paolo Maldini.
1: Yeah, I think I think both of those are, are pretty convincing.
0: You got to have one though. I choices. think a bit, it's a bit it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, Italian Milan Milanian heavy if you have both.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Pick one. You know what? We don't mention Baresi enough on this show. Let's go Baresi. Yeah. Should we go okay, Baresi?
0: So Ronaldo and Baresi. What about? Uh, what about super Ali McCoist? <laughs> he amuses <laughs> us on the radio. He's a great part of the commentary team. He scored a handful of goals for Sunderland. It's Ali McCoyst up there. No, uh, we can't have McCoyst.
1: Also, also, he would be able, I think, to provide like historical context as he did so yeah, you well want him, throughout the, the last World yeah, Cup. Yeah, you want him if,
0: commentating on it. You can't have him up he, there.
1: Yeah, I could imagine if you were going around as a tourist, you'd probably get given one of those little boxes with headphones And it would go, welcome to the monument. Yeah. And um, then he'd he'd sort of talk you through um, what was there, wouldn't he?
0: You'd have to have Lionel Messi up there just to annoy Ronaldo, Portuguese Ronaldo, (laughs) and not have Cristiano. And then he'd buy his own island and have four of his own face up there, all looking in different directions, you know, (laughs) showing his range.
1: You know what we should do, actually? We should exclude anyone... Who could afford to buy their own island?
0: <laughs> because
1: because they'll be able to they'll be be able to build their own Rushmore. So what's the point? So no Messi, no Ronaldo.
0: Lothar mateus
1: There's <laughs> an interesting way to guarantee no German tourists.
0: <laughs> oh, do they hate him there?
1: He's not
0: he's not that popular in Germany actually. Yeah. I don't give a damn. All right. What about Zinedine Zidane then?
1: Uh, Zidane is is an interesting one. Absolutely. <laughs> I would I would kind of like to have someone up there who means something to football off the pitch as as well as on it.
0: Roberto Baggio,
1: Lillian Thuram, I think would be an excellent choice. Okay. I mean, you're mm. not having that, but I'm having the last word, so it's fine.
0: Okay, fine. Lillian Turam, who else?
1: <laughs> well, I, I, don't we only get four? I mean, there are only four presidents. Right. Oh, on, you've, on held, Mount cho-
0: you've chosen Glenn Hoddle, Ronaldo, uh, Baresi, and Lillian Taram.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would have considered, I, I would also consider Marco Van Basten. Um, made such an enormous impression on me in the first tournament I watched all of the games in was Euro 88 and that was really his tournament um so he 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 would be another one that I'd consider I mean I think Zidane's an interesting choice as well it's just Mm -hmm. it's so difficult as well with Messi and Ronaldo clearly they Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo I should say because Mm -hmm. it's so hard to judge players who are Still having their career, basically, isn't mm. it? It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty tough. I mean, I think yeah. I think we know they'll be there or thereabouts when it comes to the greatest of all time sort of chat. But yeah. I think you've, you've got to talk about like the, the the players who've had an influence beyond just being excellent players. I, th- I think that's what's worth leaning on here. It's like if yeah. I, I don't know, I was ten years older. Jo- Johan Cruyff would have been straight in there, for example. Mm-hmm. Because he's someone okay. who changed the game, the way the game was played and the way the way the game was discussed.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's. A, I suppose these questions are are. I mean, it's the, the question is the best players you've seen in your lifetime. I mean, right. when you say the best, it's tricky. I suppose it, it's the players who you've particularly enjoyed, but obviously they have to be among the best, you know. Because, like I say, I, I've particularly enjoyed watching Alexander Mitrovic, but uh, it's unlikely that he would be up on Mount. Uh, Mount Football, more or whatever it's called. Well,
1: you, you, you say that. Ultimately, it's your island, Marcus. So, if tourists want to get outraged when they come up to a monument that's yep. Ricardo Kureshma, Dennis Wise, yeah, um, and Akinfenwa, that's up to them, isn't it? Really,
0: it's up to them. I'd have Beckham, Lampard, Gerrard, and Skulls. Obviously, Skulls <laughs> is on the left. That's what I'd do. <laughs> Gerrard, Lampard in the middle. That's what I'd have. I'd oh, have Beckham. Uh, Andy Sinton to bring you
1: up on a, a Wednesday afternoon, I reckon. And, Andy um, say, I, th- I do, think, the, think I'd have Beckham on the outside.
0: I'd have David Beckham in there, um, and I'd have the ninety France ninety eight haircut. David Beckham. I think I'd have Kakar as well. It would be Mount Sexy. Um,
1: you go, go with the curtains. You go with curtains, Beckham. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. Really, um, I'd, I'd have Kakar. As well, I loved watching him play. Mm. I can't have it too Milan heavy, so maybe I wouldn't have Baresi and Maldini or something. I love like that. that. I, I can't have
1: it too Milan heavy. Ronaldo, a phenomenon. Baresi, Maldini. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's your one. Yeah, it was your pick? <laughs> right, uh, I right, mean, Beckham, okay. Beckham is a Milan man as well, I suppose. Uh, and then who else would I have? Ah, uh, Teddy Butcher. No, I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> Butcher in his blood with a bandage on his face That would be excellent, you've got to say. on well, Mount Rushmore style. Andy, you're still there.
1: What would be excellent, I think, uh-huh. if one day a player sustained a minor head injury on the pitch, was bandaged up, and people didn't mention Terry Butcher. That would be amazing. Oh, As if he's like, the only player who's ever had a head injury. In a football oh, match.
0: Andy. Andy, Andy, Andy. Let's move on then. Remix 951 asks this. At the risk of an often repeated question which stadiums would go into your seven wonders of the soccer world i've never heard that question or well, certainly not worded like that remix 951 so so don't be so coy next time i suppose it's our our favorite stadiums that would Oh, the sta- yeah so it's seven wonders of the soccer world um, how do you interpret that are you thinking favorite stadiums or are used are stadiums that you're quite in awe of when you yeah, go I, there
1: i would Obviously, you could bring the first in, but I think you'd go into the latter, really, wouldn't you? I mean,
0: yeah, you'd have to the wonders of the world, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, the ones that spring to mind straight away: Azteca,
0: you'd... Mexico City.
1: Well, I, I took it as to stadiums I've been to.
0: Yeah, and I- I've as taken. Have I, the... I've been there. Have
1: you? Yeah, I've-, I've I've taken the liberty of getting out my list of stadiums so I don't leave any out by okay. accident. So right. I'm I'm currently flicking through those because the two that well, three that spring to mind off the top of my head would be Stade Velodrome, Marseille, which I think, mm. given the way that football architecture has gone, the fact that it's even more beautiful now, post-Euro 2016, yeah, than it was impressive. in the first place, is amazing. I mean, still, every time I go there, I've, I've, I've said this recently, I'm sure, Um When you go to Stad Velodrome and you arrive on the concourse or you get out of your car in the car park, even if you've seen it a million times on television and you've been there a load of times, you still have to stand there, look at it and go, wow, that Mm. is a serious stadium. It's magnificent. The atmosphere is magnificent. For that reason, I'd also go for the TT um, Arena at um, Galatasaray. I think that's amazing. Of course, officially the loudest sports stadium in the world, according to the Guinness Book of Records. Braga is straight in there as well.
0: Um, Yeah, you love a bit of that.
1: Because, yeah, you you have, of course, it's 30,000 capacity, 15,000 in each of two stands on either side of the pitch. And then you have a hill at one end and like a cliff face at the other end, because, of course, it was built in a a former quarry. It's just unlike... Anything else is, is mm-hmm. absolutely magnificent. Um, for the yellow the yellow wall, you have to go for Dortmund. I think um, Dortmund Westfalenstadion is is straight in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I as a sort of outside bet, I would go for. I think I'd go for the old Valery Lobanovsky Stadium in Kiev. Because oh, that, blimey, yeah that feels of a certain time it's um it's not big at all it's it's eighteen thousand yeah um, i've it, been i had
0: a little i had my own little stadium tour of it when oh, um, it was the you know when the euros were on and uh the stadium was uh well you could walk up to the stadium i think but it's, it's a very small group i think Arsenal might have played Dynamo Kiev there when Kiev yes. went on that run in the Euros, uh, but of course the 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 Kiev stadium that we're familiar with is the big one that you know, sort of 50 thousand yeah, yeah. Which England beat Sweden three two out. You know, we were there, the, all the, the Ramble boys uh, and myself. Uh, but the, yeah, this, that stadium, I went up to it and I wanted to have a little look around. But it was there was a bit of there was a few people there, but it was mainly staff. And I said to this guy, "Look, I will give you a couple of." you know, Pongos or whatever the currency is. And uh, <laughs> and Will, uh, and he sort of, took, you know, I just had a little walk around in there. Uh, he was insistent on taking photos of me with my own camera and I had to do them landscape and then and then the other way. Uh, and uh, that was very kind of him. So, yeah, I know the stadium. Yeah, it's a nice little one.
1: Yeah, it, it is. And I, I think In a beautiful
0: little park sort of area, I think. Right.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, if, if you walk through the um, route that goes through central Kiev and you just take a a little turn off the end of it. It's, it's up there. It's not far from dead center. And mm. um, it's, right, it's right on the river, um, on the, the, the Nipah. And um, that obviously means it's really, really, really cold in winter.
0: Mm-hmm. It's oh, completely
1: yeah. completely open as well. You're getting strong Craven Cottage vibes at the moment. And um, <laughs> also, the, like everything about it, that like the floodlights are from a different era, the way they loom over the over the stadium, and of course, out the front. Since the the death of lobanowski they've got like a, a monument to him. These these sort of um, pillars as you go in, it feels like you're going into a stately home or whatever. And there's a statue of lobanowski on a little bench, so you can mm-hmm. kind of
0: yeah. Sit I, next I to had, him. A, had my photo taken with that statue. Nice.
1: Well, of mm-hmm. of course, quite a lot of the exterior was. Um, Damaged in the Euromaidan protests, where a lot of the historic mm. um, buildings in in Kiev are, are, were were damaged. But yeah, it's um, something that's really spectacular, a huge part of of, of football history. As mm-hmm. not only Jonathan Wilson, but particularly Jonathan Wilson, would tell you, he's very yeah, fond yeah. of of, of Lobanovsky, isn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So
1: so where where have we got four there, five?
0: No, I think you you had Braga, you had Dortmund. L- L- Lobanovsky, or whatever his name was.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, what else did you have
1: Marseille, Galatasaray, Marseille,
0: Galatasaray? So there those are. Were... there's five. Would there's... you chuck in like something obvious, like the new camp in there, or would you not bother? Uh,
1: maybe, maybe. Um,
0: what about what, what, old Wembley I... and new Wembley? There we go. There's the seven.
1: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. I think I'd maybe go for. Talking of things that are really individual, I'd maybe go for St. Pauli as well, Millen Tour. Um, oh, right.
0: I've never been. I,
1: there. I think that's it's it's Would just it absolutely I- absolutely unique, and um, I love the fact as well that you have the, the the pub over the road, the sort of clubhouse afterwards. I think that's a mm-hmm. that's a huge part of it. Both that and um, uh, Union Berlin, I think, are, are very special. You know, that yeah. they feel like stadiums that belong to the fans. Which yeah. I, I, I think is is something pretty special, especially in in modern football.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, there we are. Well, that's the note we'll finish on then, Andy. Very ind- yeah. It's FC St. Pauli Stadium. I think that uh, that you should do stadium tours to these places. We should do a weekend with Andy Brassel.
1: Okay, you're on. You can do. I will subcontract the San Siro tour to you lovely i think which is the greatest stadium silhouette of any stadium that has ever been in my opinion
0: yeah the walk up to the san sierra when you see it in the roof oh yes but it's not going to be around much longer is it am i right in saying
1: no it looks it looks that way it looks that way i mean i would love to think that even if it i don't know even if it was turned into apartments could you do it the same way that Mm. highbury was redone you know, with the pitch being a garden and apartments looking over it.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Tricky. It's one for the developers, Andy, not for us. <laughs> thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the Mailbag, though. Andy, thank you for all your knowledge and insight and charisma-loving. It's been, it's been lovely uh, doing that. Thank you for your questions. Do get your questions in on the Discord, on the, on the uh, Mailbag thread, of course. We uh, take great pleasure... In, uh, in looking over them, and Andy takes even more pleasure at answering them. So there we are, my good man, Andy. Nice one, and we'll see you very, very soon, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye.